Welcome in to another episode of Too Many Points here on Tell Me More Podcast. Shouldn't have gone for a drink before I did the intro. Uh, I'm Mac Moore, your host. We got a couple of the usual suspects. We got Justin Pemberton, uh, who's pretty much been on everyone. At this point, I'm going to have to write him. I, I originally did the graphic for Too Many Points with Bobby's name. It was Mac Moore and Bobby G. And then Bobby started ghosting me. So I just went with my own name, figured that was safer. Justin might earn himself a title credit. Uh, we also have big Colin, Colin Wright coming in for the, the second time on Too Many Points. Uh, he's super excited about Chiefs. I, uh, I don't know which one will draw you more. Are you, like, are you more likely to say, I have to talk about Patrick Mahomes today on this pod, or are you going to be more likely once LeBron loses in the playoffs again, you're going to be like, I'm on the next pod, Mac. <laughs> Write me in. You know, the thing is, I, I could have only ever dreamed of a Super Bowl of Patrick Mahomes versus Tom Brady. And, of course, I never thought I'd see it with Brady being a Patriot. And then he goes to Tampa Bay, uh, you know, about 11 months ago. And my first thought was, oh, Brady will never go to the Super Bowl again. He went to nine with Belichick. He's six and three. He's the greatest of all time. And then he just goes to Tampa Bay, and he's back in his 10th Super Bowl. So, um, no, but, I mean, the fact that we get to watch Mahomes versus Brady, I hope it's the most watched sporting event of all time. Um, but maybe that's just, you know, me being selfish. I just with these two quarterbacks that are so special. Um, but you know, the, the game's coming up in a few days and I, I could not be more excited. I, I, I think it's what 10 or 11 AM is going to be like the, all the pregame stuff. And I'm just going to eat it up all day long. I, I'm doing my grocery shopping today. So that Sunday is just chilling and, uh, and, and watching football coverage. All right, so obviously Colin has the dual fandoms. He has the Chiefs fandom, and then he has the inexplicable Tom Brady love. Uh, Justin, I know that you don't have that same issue, uh, so it's just Chiefs, where Colin is super excited about this. Uh, When you're looking at this, even with Patrick Mahomes uh, being just an unstoppable force, coming off a Super Bowl, chance to win it two in a row, when it's up against Tom Brady, uh, are you more on the excitement or more on kind of the, the, you know, feeling concerned being, you know, uh, even if you're optimistic, you still kind of have that in the back of your head. Like, I hope that's not, this isn't that Tom Brady, you know, coming in to prove himself does what you know, what he always does, which is just keep adding to that long list on the resume. Are you fearful that the goat will once again cement his status and this time against uh, our favorite chiefs and Patrick Mahomes? You know, unlike past years when the chiefs have faced Tom Brady, I was fearful and I had concerns, but this time around, no. Because, I mean, the Chiefs are just unstoppable right now, and they can honestly do no wrong just as long as they do their normal game plan and they just stick to what they do best, and that's throw the ball, you know, down the field and chew up the clock and, and just score and, and get timely stops on defense. That's all you got to do. And I think right now all the advantage is to Kansas City in this game, and – um I, I just I see no concerns at all. I know it may not be chances are it won't be a perfect game by the Chiefs once we watch it and as it goes on. But um, I think right now the Chiefs are just a clear cut favorite and um, it, it it should be a good game. But point is, I'm just not I'm not I'm not too concerned about it. Yeah. And for me, I I've gotten rid of as much of that as I can obviously in the moment once the game's going you know if even those moments when the Chiefs are down 10 uh obviously with the Bills it was early enough that it was like yep this is time for Patrick uh but you know if you get into another I I wasn't concerned going into the Super Bowl last year uh I was concerned when we're down 10 in the in the fourth you know it's like there's that moment and not 
like everybody around me is like super losing their minds. Like what the hell is happening? They can't do anything. Like, what is this? And I'm more like, I'm pretty sure Patrick can do this, but I'm not going to sit there and pretend there wasn't still that concern. Like I was, my stomach dropped and I'm just like sitting there in the game. Like I hope Patrick does what I know he's capable of doing. You know, uh, this year I'm not, I assume that'll still be there to whatever degree, particularly now. Cause there's a difference between coming back against Jimmy Garoppolo and coming back against Tom Brady. Uh, I, I, I think having that sort of finish where I know Tom Brady is capable of doing the same thing that Patrick has done to close games. Tom is the master of that. So uh, in terms of coming back on games, I don't think Tom Brady has quite that uh, resume of coming back by 21 in six minutes, but he has made comebacks in big, important games. He doesn't just, you know, in the clutch, he comes through. And a lot of the time, most of the time, uh, he wins. So that is something, when you say no concerns with the Chiefs, I am concerned, although I think in terms of going into the game, I'm probably more uh, worried about uh, the weekend and his uh, halftime show. I think that's the thing that I'm more like, I really want this to be good. Like, you know, Patrick Mahomes has proved himself, but the weekend, he's sinking $7 million of his own money into this. Uh, everybody is like, they, it's almost a, a pastime to crap on the halftime show now. People are kind of just doing it for fun. Just, oh, halftime always sucks. Uh, I want it to be amazing. I'm excited for that. And that's the thing. I, I think I'm more anxious about the weekend than I am about the Chiefs going out there and doing what we know they can do. And that's Patrick Mahomes just obliterating anything that's in front of him. I mean, if, if there is one concern to bring up on the Chiefs, it is the, um, the lack of um, starting linemen. Because, of course, you're going to have Fishers out rest of the year with the torn Achilles. And then, of course, you got the ongoing back issue with uh, Mitchell Schwartz. So that is a bit of a concern. But Andy Reid's going to have a game plan well put together, well drawn out and everything to where they'll make sure to get the ball out quickly to Hill and to, to the running backs and to et cetera. So that's why I'm just not so concerned because I just know they're going to have a game plan ready to go. Justin, you mentioned the game plan. And I think that – the Chiefs won't have the starting tackles that they want. The offensive line will not be at 100%. We know that going into the game. They've had two weeks to prepare for it. So the one thing I'm interested in seeing is how the Chiefs do, um, how they move the ball around, because I feel like there won't be as many, you know, deep passes. Like the Chiefs played the Buccaneers two months ago in Tampa Bay. They got a huge lead and then let Brady come back, cut the lead to three, and then held on. I think this is going to be a lot of short passes, lots of screens, lots of running plays. And uh, and that's kind of the way to take take advantage of the defense, knowing you don't have your starting tackles. And so mm -hmm. I think there's going to be a lot of short passes. I think Travis Kelsey is going to have a huge game. But the one thing the Chiefs cannot do in this Super Bowl that they did, that they did last year, like Mac mentioned, going into the fourth quarter against the 49ers, the Chiefs had 10 points. The Chiefs have to score more than 10 points in the first three quarters. And the obvious answer is, of course, they will. But who knows? Maybe that maybe Butker misses a field goal. Maybe Mahomes has gets sacked by JPP or Sue or someone, you know, so there's lots of variables there, but I'm, I'm curious what the Chiefs offense does with the offensive line. That's not hundred percent and how they move the ball, how they gain four yards here, seven yards there, as opposed to 27 and, and 32. And I will know a lot in the first quarter, but also learn anything from Super Bowls, especially Tom Brady's been the nine Super Bowls and has never scored a touchdown in the first quarter. You know, it'll it'll be it'll be a long game. I don't see this a game where the Chiefs go twenty one nothing in the in the first half. 
like they did, you know, two months ago in Tampa Bay. Now you bring up a good point when you say they've had two weeks to prepare for it. Andy Reid is like the master at preparing for a game when he's had a week or so to prepare for it because the, the 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 record after bye weeks is just enormous. It's 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 crazy. He's like what fifteen. Uh, don't don't quote me on this, but like fifteen and three or something like that after after a bye. And that's regular season and postseason. Yeah, yeah and it might be better. Than that. The last astounding. time I saw it, it was still a one or a two in the loss category, and uh, he just he just does amazing after yeah. after bye weeks. Uh, I would 80%. say, yeah. I, I would say the big thing, and you know, Colin brings up with the the deep passes. It's not just deep passes in the game, but it's early. So the big thing with Andy Reid is preparing like those first thirty plays, coming out there with the game script. And when you don't know, like you're hoping that the the people you put out there on the line, like uh, you can get them prepared, you can get them ready to go, you can figure out ways, whether it is screens and different stuff to short up. But you also know that you want to get a handful of opportunities for Patrick Mahomes to drop back really deep, take his time, break out if, if they if it, if it does break down, get outside the pocket, because that's the big plays, particularly with Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Sammy Watkins. Uh, you know, I think is Demarcus Robinson not going to be able to play, or did he finally get cleared? He got uh, cleared. He got so cleared. You have so many guys, and when those plays break down, those are the ones where Patrick Mahomes is just going to eat defenses alive. And if you keep doing those, if you do too many screen passes, uh, you will take them out of it. And so, really, it's going to be about that that game script early of testing the the tackles, figuring it out. Okay, we're going to have a couple plays. Do we early on not put them out there on an island because we're not sure? We give them some time, figure out if they're 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 keeping their man in front of them, not letting them get uh, past them to get to Patrick Holmes. And then as they kind of prove that they're able to do it, at least you know you, you can't expect them to stop them all game. This is a really good pass rush from the Buccaneers, and this off of the line is just destroyed right now. So you're you're trying to do your best, but if they look comfortable enough that you can call more deep passes, and particularly early, you don't have to just like wait it out and only do it when you're really far down because as it turns out that makes it that much harder for those linemen when the Buccaneers deep of the line just get a tee off because Patrick Mahomes is trying to come back down 21 uh like so, in this case you want those deep passes early but you don't necessarily do it the first couple drives you see if the tackles are ready then you start to take a few more chances and hopefully before halftime you've already given Patrick Mahomes a few deep shots to to test it and see if he can make some big plays for the Chiefs in this one so I did just look this up um, Andy Reid during the regular season is 18 and three off a of bye, and he's five and two in the playoffs. So it's <laughs> it's outstanding. So yeah, like he he does amazing stuff. Also, though, Tom Brady's pretty good off of bye weeks, as it turns out. That's how he got to a lot of Super Bowls. Yep, and he won a lot of the Super Bowls after a bye week. Uh, he's he's, he, he, he's pretty good. He's pretty good at it. And so the big question is. I think it all, and we mentioned this in previous pods, uh, Tom Brady's becoming a coach for the Buccaneers because that's what he does. He's a coach on the field. And so the question is always, all right, we we don't need to pretend that either Bill Belichick or Tom Brady, one of them's a fraud and the other one did all the work. Uh, but they were a tandem. They worked together. And clearly it helped Bill Belichick having Tom Brady. It helps Bruce Arians having Tom Brady. But how much does Tom Brady impact the game? And hopefully it is just Tom Brady calling plays, Bruce Arians there in a kind of support role. 
the, the, the thing that Bill Belichick always did, though, was he was a defensive coordinator. He covered the defense. And in this case, the Buccaneers have Todd Bowles, who is pretty good at coming up with new game plans. The game plan the first time did not work, uh, mostly because they, you know, whatever they were trying to do, they had each play, they're like, ah, we're going to try a man coverage here. And each time, they only ran like eight man coverages in that game. Six of them were giant Tyreek Hill plays. So I assume that's just out. I assume there's no chance you're seeing single high safety in this game. Uh, if you do, holy crap. Uh, I, unless it's like, you know, a move to pretend you're in single high safety and you quickly get out of it. Except that's really hard to do against Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, and all these super fast wide receivers. You can't come out in that formation and quickly get back to actually cover it. Patrick will still get the ball to a fast wide receiver in that zone, so you better bump really well. Uh, Todd Bowles, though, can come up with a game plan that is different than the last one. And so if somebody's looking at that last game and thinking, well, Chiefs got it because they already were able to go through this, not only is it different because the offensive line is not there to actually uh, block this pass rush, uh, in the same way they did the first time. But this is going to be a completely different game plan from the Buccaneers. It might still be similar on offense uh, from what they did in that game. Defense, there's going to be something new, a new wrinkle. Uh, two really smart defensive coordinators, on one on each side uh, in this game. So it should be really fun to see how they try to stop two of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Let's also point out that the Buccaneers are the top uh, run-stopping defense in the league. Uh, they allow, I think, 80.3 during the season. And that was top best in the NFL. So if if the uh, game plan does change with Todd Bowles, where they maybe put, you know, four or five DBs, four defensive backs in, in the backfield, and they uh, force the Chiefs to run the ball, that, that's going to be really interesting to see how the Chiefs can respond to a unit that is top-notch in the league against the run. Yeah, the Chiefs had some games this season where they didn't look great for all four quarters. But when you look at the body of work, they went 14-1. Week 17 against the Chargers doesn't count with how many starters we've been. So you have a Chiefs team that went 14-1, and and they won both playoff games to go back to the Super Bowl. So, you know, one loss over the last, what, 13 months now or whatever crazy stat that is, 14 months. And then you have a Buccaneers team that went 11-5, and which you look at and you're like, okay, well, you know, 11-5, and that's a playoff team, but that's just above average. And then you realize, you know, they've won seven straight. The last time the loss was against the Chiefs. So they are hot. They're playing well. Both sides of the ball have gotten better. The Buccaneers' defense has made plays. Um, their passing defense still has some concern, but you're right. Their rushing defense is as good as anyone in the league. So that's something the Chiefs have to be aware of. And then you have a team that, you know, Brady's gotten better. You know, he had the three picks last week, um, but he's had a couple 40, 50-yard passes that makes it look like he's not 43, where he hits Scotty Miller. You know, he hits Chris Godwin. He hits Mike Evans. So, you know, they, they, they have some weapons there, and, you know, it's – They've won seven straight, and the Chiefs have been great. So it, it feels like the two best teams right now. I know going into the playoffs, I was like, oh, Chiefs Packers will be a great Super Bowl. Of course, Brady had other ideas for that. Um, but I, I think one thing that will be interesting to watch is seeing, like, can Brady finally score a touchdown in the first quarter? Because I think that he's been to nine. I, I mentioned it earlier, but if Tampa Bay, let's say the Chiefs win the toss, defer to the second half. If Tampa Bay goes 75 yards and gets a touchdown in the first quarter, how does that change things? You know, the Chiefs are good enough. It won't change much. But what, what will Brady do getting in touch early and, you know, with his confidence going up again? I don't want to say the best team has ever played in the Super Bowl, but it's the first time since his first Super Bowl he's been the underdog. You know, the last eight Super Bowls, 
Brady's been the favorite. So going in, he knows he's the underdog. Like he knows he's good enough to win, but that's still in his mind. Like, you know, that this team is special. This team went 14 and one for a reason. And they're the defending champs for a reason. And to respond to your, um, when, when you were saying that, uh, that Brady had a couple of those 40, 40 or 50 yard throws, that's just because the Packers secondary was just terrible in that game. And what's his face King individually was just the, he was the main cause of that whole issue with that secondary. He was just so bad. And, uh, it's no wonder why, uh, the D coordinator got fired from green Bay and they're looking for a new leader now. Yeah. I mean, they were, they were in a tough spot. I, I, Part of it being, okay, they didn't play well. Tom Brady was making some picture-perfect throws in that game, ones that even when they were playing good this year, that wasn't always happening. But he, he's, he, he's been on. And the, the issue being moments where the fourth quarter when he throws those interceptions, like you know, we're going to pick on the Packers. Those were also really good plays by the Packers to get them in it. They just you know they couldn't move on offense. The Buccaneers did what they needed to do and didn't let Aaron Rodgers move down the field. But – Mm -hmm. Uh, In terms of those plays, like there's been some perfect Brady moments. Then there's been others, you know, even in the Saints game, like he just, he didn't look good until the end, you know, and the beginning of the game was, was iffy. Uh, That, that is a concern for me because if Tom Brady is going to do what he's going to do and it's going to be this, well, (laughs) we we know what Tom Brady does. He gets to the Super Bowl uh, more often than not, he wins them. And, you know, if that's going to be the narrative, then, you know, you, you got to be careful because he's had so many off moments this year, and that can't happen against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Like, we've seen Patrick Mahomes beat teams that nearly played perfect for four quarters, mm-hmm. you know? So Tom Brady's clutch efforts won't matter as much if he comes out and, you know, if he doesn't score a touchdown in the first quarter. That's not a good sign because that's a whole quarter that you had a chance to gain a lead that we know Patrick Mahomes might still be able to take away. Uh, spotted the Bills nine points. Didn't matter. So if we if Tom Brady has his normal start that he had in all those years with the Patriots, if he has that uh, this year and, and, and can't score at the beginning of the game, he de- he's going to be in trouble because he as good as the Buccaneers were playing, as good as they played against the Packers, this Buccaneers team is not as good as a lot of those Patriots defenses. Uh, they're not as good nowhere as near. nowhere near uh, the, the 49ers defense that shut down Patrick Mahomes just long enough to still get beat by 10. Uh, that it's just, it's such a thin margin for error that even with Tom Brady's track record, you can't expect him to be okay in parts and then just play lights out for a moment to beat Patrick Mahomes. You're going to need it pretty much the whole game. And I'm not sure he's done that that many times this year. He's had way many really good games. But I'm not sure he's played one full quarters, you know, just uh, game that we had expect from Tom Brady that we'd seen in years past. And if you don't have that against Patrick Mahomes right now, there's a chance that – I mean, there's a chance you can play perfect and it won't matter. Patrick will still beat you. Yeah, it feels like a game where uh, I think there's going to be a lot of points. I've tried to talk myself out of taking it over because I know that as soon as I do, it's the last couple of Super Bowls have been under – um, I don't want to talk about Rams Patriots two years ago. It was thirteen to three. Um, I feel there's gonna be, I feel like there's gonna be points though. I, I just know that. I, when was the last time the Chiefs scored less than thirty in a playoff game? So I think that for Tampa Bay to win, they have to do a couple of things. It starts on defense, but their offense can't settle for field goals. You know they have to get in the end zone. 
Um, but I, th- I think it'll be interesting to see, you know, as we go into the second half, you know, what, what the Chiefs do because they've had multiple double-digit leads that have shrunk to single digit, just like when these teams played a few months ago, when the Chiefs had a huge lead and all of a sudden it's like, oh, if the Chiefs don't get a first down right here, Tom can go down and tie to win the game. But, you know, the, the nice thing about Andy Reid is he's going to take chances. And there's nothing worse than, you know, a, a conservative coach in the postseason. And best of all, we don't have to worry about a Mike Frabel uh, situation where he's afraid to go for it and decides to punt the ball, which is beautiful. And also, um, I just looked up the over and under. It's 56 right now. So are you willing to take the over on that, or are you willing to maybe kind of just stay right there at 56? I still still like the over. Yeah. If it doesn't rain, if the rain clears up as forecast is starting. Yeah, that's why I've heard Uh, there's a chance of rain down there. It was much higher, and then it's it's dwindled a bit in the the forecast they have for game time. Uh, if, if there's significant rain, that could slow down. Although, honestly, I I feel like I've watched Patrick Mahomes enough that it's like it doesn't look as pretty. The players running work. around the field, they still score a a lot in those games. So Crap, uh, they, they they score a lot when it snows. Like when it snowed against the Broncos at Arrowhead, they're just racking it up, putting up points, throwing bombs to Hill. And um, uh, let's see, uh, did it snow this year when they went up to Denver, when they spanked them 43-17? Yeah, yeah. snow for that that's one. What, that's what I thought. So it, it, it don't matter where, he, where he's playing. Now. He could play um, in a sandstorm, and he could still, you know, put up, you know, major uh, numbers. So yeah, he, he, it's it, just how, that's how incredible he is. And when the Chiefs played the Buccaneers a couple months ago, if they scored 27 points, their first two or three trips in the red zone, they got no touchdowns. So they could have put up 41, 42 easily, and they still mm-hmm. you know, just under 30. So I remember, you know, watching that game and like being like, man, the Chiefs should be up by a lot more. And then all of a sudden it's a three-point game with a couple minutes left. But if the Chiefs execute better in the red zone, and I will say that seems to be one of their flaws, if you can call it that. The Chiefs weren't perfect in the red zone this year. They settled for a lot of short mm. Bucker field goals, and they were mm-hmm. getting three instead of seven. So, you know, that would be the one thing is, can the Buccaneers hold the Chiefs to field goal attempts? Because Mahomes has been really good about getting in the end zone, but if the Chiefs all of a sudden have, you know, a, a fourth and four from the 18, that field goal try. So, you know, there's – Justin, you mentioned earlier, the Chiefs don't have to play a perfect game to win. And that's true. They can, they can make some mistakes. They have it all year. They, they, can, make some, they can make some mistakes and they can still win. They can make some mistakes and still win easily. They have that much talent on both sides of the ball. Mm-hmm. But what if Tampa Bay plays a near perfect game? That's when all of a sudden it's like, yeah, you know, this can go either way. And boy, uh, you, I'm thinking back to uh, 2003 offense with uh, Trent Green, Priest Holmes, and the company. What if they had that percentage in red zone that they had that year, which was, I believe, 76% of the time they were scoring a touchdown in the red zone. If they had that this year instead of what? It was like, what, 40 or 50 or 60, something like that? It was 60%, it was, and then they were like 73 over the playoffs with an, like 83 against the Buffalo Bills. They were five of six touchdowns. If they had, if they had that percentage from 03, yeah. oof. That 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 just that would have made a huge difference in, in every ball game this year, and we're not we're not on the edge of our seat every game trying to wonder 
oh, are they, are they gonna hang on? Are they gonna lose this? And they, of course, they found ways to win. That's what championship teams do. I didn't hang on the edge of my seat. I trusted them. I knew they could do it. Oh, there were a few uh, times I did. That's, that's just me. I, I played the game, you know, in high school, middle school, and I. Oh, you thinking I didn't play? You think I didn't play football? I still trust in Mahomes, baby. Trust in <laughs> what, Mahomes. What what position did you play, Mac? Uh, I was lineman until uh, like eventually I was too skinny and also off, too slow to really deep. play. Uh, both. Uh, I was Ooh. more a defensive end on defense, and then uh, tight end for a while. I have a twenty yard high school uh, twenty yards per catch uh, on one catch. I got one catch. Wow. Yeah, so. 20 That's yards not... per baby. Uh, nice. I nearly passed. They threw me on a screen pass and like I caught it. And I, I was, was standing a... on the sideline and I like stopped and I looked over at the sideline. And uh, one of my teammates was like, Mac, run! And uh, I started running. But I literally just stopped. I got 20 yards. So it was a good play. I was, I was a good old D tackle, head up on the center, nose guard. Yeah, uh, I, I was put in for one play on, on a run play. In, in the last home game of the JV season before I, of course, tore my ACL, which that that's the low point of my very short football career. So, but um, it's good times. But, yeah, that's kind of why I was on the edge of my seat a little bit. But, hey, at the same time, I did trust Mahomes. I did trust this team. It wasn't like, oh, they're going to blow it. Oh, I don't trust in them. No, I mean, sound like you did. Seemed like Todd, a question. Todd Haley had in the been... most important moments. Todd Haley had to be the head coach for me to not trust him. <laughs> I take full responsibility for the Kansas City Chiefs every time we lose. So uh, we 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 got to do our high school stories. So I know Big Colin, uh, there's some basketball involved. Uh, did you did you get some uh, varsity football action? So uh, basketball was where it was at. I did play I did play football one year. Uh, I had one touchdown catch, one two point conversion. So I scored eight points. Uh, I played nice. tight end. Nice. And- I, I, I practiced with defensive end, but in the games, the only point put me in a DN when it was like a 40-point blowout, usually with us oh. on the losing end of that. But I did play a little tight end, and I, I caught a couple passes. So um, cool. nothing special, but enough to hang my hat on. <laughs> so, as long as you did so, something, I mean, it's better than nothing. Yeah. I yeah. yeah, I was more of a gym class hero. That's where I got all my major <laughs> accomplishments. Was, uh, we, we do uh, basketball, softball, football class. And most of the time we just played football. And, uh, yeah, so one of my best experiences was uh, facing off with another team that actually had a few of the starters on the football team, kids who would get to play when I'm just sitting on the sideline. And uh, we whooped their ass in uh, gym class. That was that was a big moment <laughs> of me back there playing quarterback. I was like uh, a mix between Peyton Manning and Chad Pennington. You know, I got <laughs> smart enough to know where to throw, no arm. Uh, my, a 50-yard uh, touchdown ball, except it, it, it was a duck. Uh, but it made it there. It was got a touchdown. So that, is that, was, that was all. No coach was stupid enough in an actual on an actual organized team to ever even <laughs> let me touch the football back there. They were never going to let me throw it to anybody. But uh, yeah, it was a pretty good quarterback. That is a name I have not heard in years. Chad Pennington. Good old former Marshall <laughs> quarterback. Oh, one of my favorite references. Remember, I got to talk about somebody warm. Teammates with Randy Moss. Good old Marshall. Well, there's a lot of Chad Pennington out there in Saints games. I think we call him Drew Brees now, but uh, we we saw that for a little while. Uh, I, I, we, we talked a lot of on the field stuff. We knocked most of that out. Uh, legacy is always big because obviously this is a matchup of the goat versus the guy who is on track 
to uh, eclipse the GOAT by a lot. Like, at this point, Patrick Mahomes uh, could start his career having the same uh, playoff success as Tom Brady, multiple Super Bowls, starting a dynasty, uh, just being a guy who is already very early in his career, uh, getting the type of playoff highlights, playoff wins that some quarterbacks don't get in the entire 20 years. Uh, doing it in the first couple puts Patrick Mahomes in pretty rare company. He's also passing out of his mind. He is like there. There are years that you know you you have a really high uh, yards per pass attempt, uh, really high touchdown to interception ratio, high yards, uh, these types of things. And obviously, the game is blown up. Those numbers there. Are, you know, uh, the the tenth best guy, which I think was like Matt Stafford uh, in terms of pass yards, was like forty thousand yards. You used to be like the third best guy if you could eclipse four thousand yards in a season. So those numbers are crazy, but people go up and down. Patrick Mahomes is in three years literally being those greatest ever seasons, and that's all he has. Uh, yards per attempt, the, the, the numbers, and these are ones that people say, hey, uh, there's a lot of QB rating that can lie to you, but this yards per attempt can really tell you how a quarterback's doing. Patrick Mahomes is at like 8.7 for his career. The next closest guy is Aaron Rodgers at like 7.3. Uh, the gap between them, is like the gap between Aaron Rodgers and Marcus Mariota. Uh, so Patrick Mahomes is just on a trajectory to be both a winner, and that's the thing Tom Brady had for the first half of his career before he was ever a stats guy, before he ever started putting up those Star Wars numbers. Patrick Mahomes is doing both from the very beginning. So if he goes 20 years, there's no doubt in my mind he'll be the GOAT. The problem is even Tom Brady's GOAT status is built on luck. It's built on winning some games by field goals, by people making bad decisions, by, yes, he had to be clutch and perform uh, well in those right moments, but he easily could have lost most of those Super Bowls. He easily could have not made it to the Super Bowls and lost out an AFC championship game. It comes down to luck. And so winning a game like this, the difference between Patrick Mahomes getting a win over Tom Brady and being his second straight Super Bowl and him losing, I think that doesn't change the true trajectory, but it's going to be hard to cover that ground for Tom Brady getting one more Super Bowl, getting the last one against Patrick Mahomes, where Patrick Mahomes is on top of the NFL and Tom Brady is supposed to be out the door. He's 43. Is there a way that Patrick Mahomes, if he loses this game, that he will still be able to overcome Tom Brady as the GOAT? Uh, I think there is, but it, boy, if Brady gets number seven, that's going to be pretty tough to overcome It's because that's just one more. You have to try to hurdle and try to get over to be able to catch him. Yeah. Mahomes would have to do something incredible. And and obviously people put so much weight on Super Bowl rings for good reason. I think they should. Um, but I, I will assume, and I'll probably be wrong, but I will assume this will be the only time Mahomes ever plays Brady in the Super Bowl. I, I doubt it happens again. And so this will have, you know, a lasting legacy. This game itself, the winner of this game will be remembered, you know. And so obviously there's such a huge difference between six rings versus two and seven versus one. And mm-hmm. that's what it comes down to is, you know, it, it's it's set up perfectly for, for Mahomes not only to win back-to-back, which no one has done in 16 years since Brady did it, but to do it against Brady and to do it at his age would just be, I mean, the greatest three-year start to a quarterback's crew we've ever seen. And that's including Brady. And so Mahomes has an opportunity. And, and I think that, you know, the 18-year age gap is pretty remarkable. 
Um, but, you know, watching them play on Sunday, I think it'll be clear. Mahomes is currently better. But just appreciating Brady and his legacy and his success in the Super Bowls is, is crazy. So, you know, this this really is what I feel like. It, it's it's big for Mahomes because it's a chance to win two. It's a chance to win back-to-back. But it's even bigger because it's against someone that has done it six times. All right, to get us started, this will be like the entry point into the Super Bowl bets. So if Tom Brady wins, if the Buccaneers win, and you said it would be tough to close that ground, what is the number of rings? What is the accomplishment that Patrick Mahomes has to do to even get it, like, to to be in that conversation? Because there's obviously going to be the rings or nothing crowd, and there's not really a way to change that line in the sand. It's seven, you know? But – when you try to look at his career, knowing what he's already done and what he, you know, is you know, on track to do if he plays another, you know, 15 years, uh, what does he need to accomplish before people start to say, okay, Tom Brady might still have a couple Super Bowls over him, but Patrick Mahomes is the greatest we've ever seen play this game. It's got to be at least four. I think five would be great, but I think that for Mahomes to continue his regular season success to win the AFC West annually and, and to get back to the Super Bowl. I think if, if Mahomes, let's say in 12 years from now, Mahomes has four rings and he has what three MVPs or whatever you want to call it, then it's a conversation. But if Brady's at seven and Mahomes is at two or three, it's not worth the conversation. Give Mahomes four and then we can at least talk about it. I just don't think it'll put him there based on championships, but at least it's like a, well, look at this number, look at that number. I was going to say probably around five or six, actually. If, if he gets that close, you know, to where he's maybe one or two away from, from tying him and maybe three away from, from breaking him. Now, that would be insane if Mahomes got eight. That would be crazy. Um, so I'm not going to go that far. But I'll say probably five or six would, would get him into that conversation. I only need him to win a couple more. Uh, I I think the, the rings argument is so dumb because – it's so many other pieces on a team. Right, it's more about. As much as Tom Brady has shown that whatever that anomaly it is for his clutch play, the fact that he's made it so often, it's more than just, oh, he happened to be on good teams. Uh, he made sure those teams were really good teams so often mm-hmm. that they kept making it back. Uh, but I, I still think when you look at something like one of Tom Brady's already, uh, he's at six. Uh, the, the, the sixth one was Patrick's. You know, D Ford lost it. And it, it, it's these little moments. And there, there were just so many times that he, even Tom Brady's, uh, you know, he, you can make arguments that he was this close to beating, you know, the Giants. Like uh, he had two stolen from him. Like he also had ones that he luckily won uh, that a lot of things had to go right before he had his clutch moment to get them over the top. Uh, I, I think he had to have Adam and Terry be the greatest postseason kicker uh, while it was happening. Like a lot of things had to go into it. And I know for Patrick Mahomes with the way he's playing, unless something changes, if he spends a majority of his career being like, you know, his worst season is that Aaron Rodgers played his, one of his best seasons and that narrowly beat him in stats categories in the regular season. If Patrick Mahomes does that for 20 years, I don't need him to win seven, which is a, a just random. It's, it's pretty random. I can't, you can't take away once Tom Brady's one seven, but you also can't say that that gap is Patrick Mahomes not being as good as Tom Brady. I think once he breaks all those records in 15 years, 
once you look at those numbers, if it stays as consistent as it's been, then it's just at that point, I think it's not so much about the Super Bowl with he needs a few because those matter. You have to keep playing in the, the postseason. But if you're telling me he keeps doing these 21 comeback wins and it just turns out that he's losing in the AFC championship game, he's losing in the Super Bowl like three or four times and he ends up being a few Super Bowls short of Tom Brady in terms of the ones he actually wins. No, I, I don't think that would be the difference. But obviously that is assuming Patrick Mahomes can stay on a you know trajectory that we've never seen before and honestly still boggles my mind looking at those numbers right now. So what happens if I stare at his, I go to pro football reference stat sheet and I look at 10 years of Patrick Mahomes putting up these numbers that just don't make any goddamn sense. If he can do that <laughs> for 10 years, 15, 20, I no, I'm not giving it to Tom Brady over th- his first three were defensive championships. Even if Tom Brady was a huge factor in them winning. He he wasn't playing lights out. He wasn't doing those things. He was clutch. But uh, if he didn't have a defense, uh, he wouldn't even have sniffed those first three championships. Get out of here with that nonsense. Patrick Mahomes yeah. has got it. Like, we didn't even have a pass rush like half of last season. <laughs> like, get out of here. And then, I, I, in the two years ago, when the defense was bad, they had the best pass rush, or at least they were tied. They were tied with uh, was it, uh, Minnesota Pittsburgh for leading – for leader in sacks in the, in the NFL with like 50 or something like that, which is just, it's just crazy. I mean, you would think when your defense is good, your pass rush is good, but yeah. instead your defense is just total, total garbage. And you got, you got a pass rush that is just elite. This is crazy. Yeah. Looking yeah, at the Super Bowl to play in this league, uh, you're looking at the Super Bowl and I have a question. Is there any chance, the MVP Sunday is not Brady or Mahomes, and if so, what would they have to accomplish to win MVP? Uh, mm. So, Super Bowl prop bets. Uh, it's going to be Cameron Brake because that gives me the best odds. Uh, <laughs> he needs to get he needs to get four touchdowns while Brady gets four interceptions. <laughs> That's it. That's all I have. Did you guys have another? Uh, no, like he can easily be. Easily be guys that are other than them. One, we know that people love to be contradictory on purpose. So if, you know, I, I think there was an argument last year that maybe it was Damian Williams over Patrick Mahomes, which is like, okay, his numbers are better. This is one of, honestly, one of Patrick Mahomes' worst statistical games that he had had to that point. But we also watched him be the reason they won the game. And as much as Damian Williams, I mean, he, he had a great game, and then he got to pat it with an awesome score at the end. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is what got them in position to take the lead back and beat the 49ers. Yeah. So who was the MVP? There are moments, though, where a quarterback could have pretty good stats, but somebody is an outlier. And that could be a Travis Kelsey, although considering he gets no credit for any of the big games, I don't know what it takes from a Travis Kelsey to be like, I think he was actually the MVP over Mahomes. Because everything he does successfully is attributed to Patrick Mahomes. There's not going to be a running back in this game. Uh, you know, uh, Leonard Fournette getting like four touchdowns in the red zone, something like that. There's not mm-hmm. a good running back yeah. prospect. Wide receivers, like I said, it's it's shared with the quarterback who will probably get uh, most of it. But, you know, if if Patrick Mahomes throws three touchdowns and the rest of it's a lukewarm game because he has a couple interceptions, but all three went to Hill, went to Kelsey, it could be them. Uh, the, the crazy thing would be, would it be a defensive player? And it would be like the Andre Iguodala, 
you know, NBA Finals MVP. Like, slowing down the greatest kind of was worth more than anything else. So he got the the MVP. There could be, okay, this is uh, a big high-scoring game, but the only difference was one guy got four sacks. Uh, you know, one guy got three interceptions. There's always those moments. So it's never completely sure, but it's also impossible to be like, going into the game, I know who it's going to be, uh, even if I'm going to put money on Sammy Watkins. Can, can we maybe uh, bring up the possibility uh, possibility um, that there could be the first duo MVP, maybe, Super Bowl MVP? No co-MVPs. I don't think so. There's not been think- one, but... Yeah, yeah that'd, that'd, that'd be crazy if there was, though. You know, even during a regular season, it feels cheap. And that's your, like, going over, like, the whole season. You're like, I don't know. There's two guys that are just really, really good. What, uh, yeah, back Peyton in Manning, Steve McNair. Uh, you Bridget. do it in a Super Bowl. You know what the deciding factor is? The guy who won. And if you're trying to give co-MVPs to guys on the same team, why are you wasting our time? That's yeah, what two- I'm saying. 2003, when uh, Peyton and uh, Aaron McNair shared it, and I thought uh, the year before, I thought Rich Gannon and uh, McNair almost shared it too. Or did Gannon just win that single-handed Gannon race? just got it himself because I cried. Okay, okay. <laughs> As a Chiefs fan, I cried. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's one. Of, yeah. Well, we don't have to really look back on that anymore just because of where the Chiefs are at now, but that's still one of the – one of the biggest what ifs in Chiefs history. What if Rich Gann sticks around and there's no Elvis Gerback? He leaves the building. As the weekend will tell us during the halftime show, you know, save your tears. Uh, we got Patrick Mahomes out. We're fine. Uh, I, I, I looking at various bets. Uh, I, I'm only kind of joking about Sammy Watkins. Uh, that uh, is a decent play based on the fact that the value is pretty high. So you put some money down on that. And if there was to be a breakout performance, it is the Buccaneers come in with a game plan to stop Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey as much as you can. Whatever that third option, whoever gets a majority of those looks from uh, Patrick Mahomes has a good chance of having a ridiculous stout line. And that goes back to the kind of like outlier effect. Like, okay, Patrick Mahomes, he's clearly the best player. So the Chiefs win, he'd get it. But if magically Sammy Watkins is the main beneficiary of those passing yards, like it, stands out that much more that people are more likely to lean in and say Sammy was the MVP because he, you know, did all the work when uh, Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey weren't getting the catches. Uh, That would be one of my higher picks uh, in the game. uh, If if you were to just want to throw money down that most likely you're going to lose very hard, very hard to pick Super Bowl MVP at all. If you want something closer to a sure bet, throw on Tom Brady, throw in Patrick Mahomes, whoever you think is going to win. And then otherwise, uh, I don't know, throw $10 on Sammy Watkins. See if you can win some money. Yeah, you guys want to pick? Uh, I, got, I, got, I got some decent prop bets if you want to go over those. Um, one I like is Travis Kelsey and Mike Evans both to score. So that's plus 250, so I don't hate that payout. I feel like Kelsey gets one, and I think Mike Evans – Brady loves to go to Evans in the red zone. So um, another one, I, I actually I like Brady over 295 passing yards. Um, I feel like the Chiefs get a lead. Brady's going to make some mistakes, but I think he gets over 295 passing yards just because they're going to be looking to go deep. Looking to, they're going to need some points. They're going to need a lot of points. So I don't think it's the fourth quarter they quit throwing the ball. So I, I like him to actually go over the passing yards. And then uh, Tyreek Hill, longest catch over 27.5. He might not get three or four, but I think he gets one that's uh, over 27 yards. So, um, 
for me with Mahomes, um, I like to probably see him um, slightly over 300 yards passing, uh, four touchdowns, and you know, go back to what we were talking about earlier, Colin. Uh, how we're not going to see many deep throws. I think a lot of these short passes can go a long ways when you give them to Hill, to Hardman, to some yeah. of the quick guys, and even Kelsey too. I mean, I know Kelsey's not a speedy burner, you know, like 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 Hardman and, and Hill, but he he can run too. So um, get get him involved in 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 those in those short passes, and uh, I, I can see a lot of those going a long ways to where I could really um, um, really get Mahomes' stats to really jump up so I could I could see Mahomes just a slight bit over 300 yards and uh four touchdowns all right so let's let's go to game ones first uh obviously Chiefs at minus three I assume we're all just on the Chiefs side like don't really want to Colin is the Tom Brady love trying to (laughs) slow you down I I'm I'm curious I'm I haven't decided yet. I'm tempted to tease. I I can get Tampa Bay plus three and a half. I actually don't hate that. God. I I like the Chiefs to win, but I, I something tells me it could be like two or three points. I don't know, like maybe a last minute field goal or something. But Tampa Bay plus three and a half is going to be my play. All right. So uh, I think Justin had found earlier. Did you say it was uh, fifty six and a half? Was that the the over under? Fifty six. The over and under. Yeah. So I'm going over. Uh, what were your guys' answers for that? Over. I'll go. I'll go over as well. I'll probably say sixty. Sixty. All right. Uh, this one is tougher because I don't plan on actually counting up what we pick to like, uh, you know, decide we're putting ten dollars on a you know plus one seventy bet. But uh, first score method, we got field goal, touchdown, or any other is the the plus 4,000 uh, bet there. Uh, what do you guys think for first scoring method in the game? Touchdown. Mm. Um, touchdown. I'm going to go field goal. Uh, I'm going to, and I'm also going to go with, uh, let me see the odds, which one will help me more. I'll go mm. Chiefs just because I feel like that'll probably be where it starts. Harrison Butker field goal to really get me angry. Bobby um, would be so mad at you right now because you just know his method. I don't know why he's mad at me. He's mad at the NFL. I'm not the one making that happen. I'm just predicting what is probably going to happen. Uh, I don't want to do no. odd evens. I hate some of these prop bets. Uh, oh, highest scoring quarter. Ooh. Ooh. So we had Colin talk a lot about first quarter. Tom Brady doesn't go very well. But the odds plus six fifty. I well, think the only better was actually plus nine hundred for uh, two or more quarters have equal highest score. That's so crazy. Let's remember some now. Normally, the quarter the Chiefs explode at least they have the last year or so is the second quarter. So. I think with that reason alone, I'm going to go with the second quarter being the highest scoring quarter. And you're probably right. It's a plus 155, but, uh, you know, it, it, if that pays out, that's that's nothing. If it happens to yeah. be that first quarter, though, I can make some money, man. Colin, which which quarter do you think I, it'll be? I like I like fourth quarter. I think there's a, like, I, Ooh, think, I think in the first yeah. minute of the fourth quarter, there's a touchdown, and maybe they go back and forth. They exchange leads. Um, last time the Chiefs played Brady in the playoffs, they went back and forth in the fourth quarter. I don't think it'll happen this time, but what's the payout on that one? 
on fourth quarter is plus 240. I'll take that. All right, I'm going to go two or more quarters have equal highest score, plus 900. I'm all about the long shots, baby. Uh, <laughs> highest scoring half, uh, I assume in this case, is just second half, right? Yeah. Uh, sorry, it keeps going back to the top of the list, and it's it's killing me. Uh, Eight internet. Ooh, race to 10. First team to get 10 points. Chiefs. Buccaneers or Chiefs? Are you going to Chiefs, Colin? I think it's Chiefs. I think it's Chiefs. We'll go Buccaneers. Uh, now it's just a race to a bunch of different scores, but I'm going to jump to one I care about. Race to 30. Ooh. I'll go with Kansas City. Yeah, but... I, like, I, like, I like the Chiefs there. I'm going to go Chiefs. It's way too much to ask for me to pick the Chiefs to win and be like, Bucks beat them to 10, they beat them to 30, Chiefs win 51 to 33. Uh, but moving down, uh, team to score last in the game. Ooh. See, this is another one that's like, you're not even really picking the better team. It, it's, it's just randomness. It's just fun. I take Buccaneers. I'll take Mahomes and Kansas City. I just, I keep thinking back to that. Uh, the game-winning drive in Las Vegas felt like it was a Montana moment. Just watching Mahomes just leading the Chiefs down yeah, the field. I, I want more of the 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 other games where Patrick Mahomes throws for a first down and wins. Uh, I'd rather have that. And in those moments, the other team scored last, and Mahomes just iced it to not let them get the ball back. Uh, so mm-hmm. I'll go Bucks. Uh, will the team that scores first win the game? Once again, these are all like derivative, so I don't really care. Uh, first score of the game, exact. Out- God, you gotta go really far to get. Will there be a safety? Yeah, it's possible because the Bucs have a very good front line. That's and of evil. course, if there's a safety. It'll happen against the Bucks, Justin. <laughs> uh, hey, I didn't. I did. I'm not going with that prediction, Mac. I was getting. I was getting ready to say though. I don't like the possibilities you're throwing out Chris on this jo- podcast right now. Chris Jones got one this year against the Dolphins, so he's capable of getting one. Uh, but I'm going to say the likeliness of it happening is, I'm, I'm going to say no. Yeah, I, I love the I love the payout of betting yes on this one, but I don't think there's going to be a safety. So I'm going to go there, with it. I'm also going to say it's Frank Clark that gets it. Ooh, the shark. Hey, we, we were talking about you you a couple years ago. Oh, all the that great pass rush. They didn't do a gosh darn thing in the playoffs. Uh, in I the know. time since they've been gone, even with Frank Clark having this year, that was almost nothing. Frank Clark has had, what, seven, eight sacks in the postseason? Well, there's the difference. years before he got here, they, the team combined for five total in, uh, in four postseason games, however many it was. That's so, the uh, difference of having a real coordinator on the sidelines there's somebody who doesn't have a pulse and who's completely dead inside. <laughs> Bob Sutton. Hey, there is a, there is one fun uh, prop bet that I found. I think I'll put money on is either team to miss an extra point pays out plus plus one ninety five. I think it's going to be seven or eight touchdowns. So I, I kind of liked one, one kick just going wide, right or wide left at that payout. I'll take it. Uh, team to get the first penalty in the game. Bucks. I'll say Chiefs. I'm going to go Come Chiefs. Come on. Big penalty. Uh, it, 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 it's crazy how I know, the Chiefs, I know the Chiefs are not sometimes a very well-disciplined team. They're going to get a holding penalty like the first, but, like, first time. 
He's got to be a hold on the offense. Ten-yard penalty. Yep. Get out hey, first drive, man. Let's remember something. Nadonk and Sue is playing for the Bucks. He's notorious for getting penalized. He's one of the dirtiest players of all time. Yeah, but he likes to get penalized like third quarter, fourth quarter. He waits yeah, till later se- in the game. Second half. I know that's that's true. That's true. All right. So yeah, I think I ran through all the ones that are on odds shark. Uh in terms of ooh, coin toss bets. Those are always awful. I can't believe the whole yeah. list. I have to go to a different list than the prop bets <laughs> to get to coin toss bets. So easy enough. Uh Justin, uh heads or tails. Um, mm, I'll go, I'll go heads. Colin. Yeah. I think, I think the most money goes on tails for some reason. I'm going to go heads. Tails never fails. And that's my answer. Uh, who, uh, who, who wins the coin toss? Uh, I'll say the chiefs do. And of course I bet they're going to do their normal. They'll defer. To the second half, of course, if it was me, I would uh, I would receive because I would be the one making the early statement first and scoring. But yeah, I say the that's Buccaneers just me. That's just me, though. All right, I'll go Bucks. Uh, you guys, are leave me all alone. I'm the only one yeah. doing the Chiefs here. Come on. Well, I mean, these aren't things that matter. They're not going to change. of the game. <laughs> Uh, Gatorade prop bets. Once again, put them on the same page, Odd Shark. This is killing me. Uh, what color do we got? A lot of choices here. Do you want me to run them down? Do you guys have a good sense of the colors of Gatorade? Gatorade. Um, yellow. Okay, I'll just I'll just Yeesh. run them down. Uh, this is not going well. Uh, we got orange plus one sixty, red plus one sixty five, lime green yellow plus three thirty, clear slash water. Uh, plus 650 uh, with Tom Brady on a team. You could never trust it. Who knows if he's taken away their ga- Gatorade privileges. Blue plus Gatorade, 800. Gatorade gate. And uh, purple plus 1300. I'll go I'll orange. Take, yeah, I'll take red. Not a great payout, but it feels like it could be red. Blue. Last year it was orange when they dumped it all on Andy Reid, if I'm not mistaken. That's why I'm going with orange. I'll go blue because uh, the 800 – and, like, I don't know how often it's happened. Clearly, they've done the numbers here, so the guess would be that it's not happened very often. But Gatorade is one of the more, like, it's right there behind orange and red. I think maybe the, the fact that lime, green, and yellow, like, is all in one kind of cheats the system a bit. But I feel like I see more blue Gatorade because there's light blue, there's a darker blue. Uh, I don't know how often they put them on sidelines. I think they just keep to orange and red most of the time, but uh, I feel like blue should be higher. I feel like lime green, yellow, that, that should not be a three uh, thir- plus three thirty bet uh, in this day and age, maybe 30 years ago uh, when that's all they ever had. But uh, now that they got a lot of diversity in colors, I think blue should have better odds. Uh, that's really, that's all that's on this page right now. And there's a whole list of each year what it was so yeah uh justin was right last year orange for the chiefs blue for the patriots in 53 uh so i won money that year because i picked blue every year it was actually yellow in the year before because it's the eagles they don't count because they're awful patriots in 51 they didn't 
do it. Uh, they got a nun on that one. Uh, so boo to the Patriots. Uh, year before that, Broncos orange. Party uh, year before that, Patriots again blue. Now I have to know, is it a Patriots blue or is it a Tom Brady prefers blue? See, that's the information I need. That's as a better, the kind of stuff I need to, to figure out. Who was oh. deciding? Because Tampa, red, seems like red. Colin might be getting a, a pretty good bet there. Getting a little bit better odds than the orange and more likely <laughs> to happen due to the team colors if the Buccaneers were to win. And then the Chiefs, they did orange even though they're red. So they're just ruining our sample. Oh, you bring it up the whole thing with Brady. I, I think it would just it'd be decided by Brady because there's a good chance he may be tampering with it, probably. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so how long will it take Jasmine Sullivan and Eric Church to sing the national anthem? Uh, over mm. under is a minute, 59 seconds. Uh, the over is even. The under is minus 140. A minute 59? Minute 59. I'll take the under on that. It won't take that long. I, I like even money. Give me the over. Take over. Uh, in this case, duo, like both are trying to sing it. You have the chance for either one to try to elongate parts of it. Uh, yeah. Eric Church, yeah. country singer, goes slow. Uh, I've been to a lot of basketball games recently, and the more country it is, the, the the more likely that national anthem is going to take a while. Uh, I'm going to go over on that. Um, try to roll down and see if there's other things on here. It literally is. Then it's just a list of how long everybody took. So uh, this, I'm just going to go the order. Uh, not going to say which one, but starting from last year and then going backwards. Uh, Demi Lovato, 149. Gladys Knight, 149. Pink, 153. Uh, mm. Luke Bryan, country. Similar to Eric Church, two oh four. Improving my theory or adding uh, or adding a wrinkle to it. Lady Gaga the year before that, two oh nine. Uh, Adina Menzel, two oh four. Uh, Renee Fleming got it back down to one fifty four. Alicia Keys, two thirty five. If they can sing or if they're country, if they got the, those pipes, uh, they will make this last a long time. Or if in the country's case. They chew a lot of skull. I think it slows them down from uh, announcing. I'm just going all sorts of stereotypes I can right now. Uh, Kelly Clarkson got it down to 134. That was a speed run. What? Uh, so uh, there's a lot that make it under that 159. Under is probably, that's why it's got uh, the, the the lesser odds there. Uh, but yeah, there, there's been enough. And that's the thing, like, it either makes it pretty decently under the 159 or the ones that go over, man, they go over. And then El Alicia Keys just makes it her own song. I don't know. She sang a whole different song when she was up there. <laughs> 235. That's that's interesting. Uh, I'm trying to go back and see what the other ones are. Halftime props. Uh, these are fun. Let me roll down the list. So we got how many songs will we play during the halftime show? Over, under, eight. Let me tell you the odds. Over is uh, minus 220. Uh, under is plus 155. Eight. Mm. I'll go with the under on that one. Colin? Yeah, I'm going to go over. I don't like the payout, but I just think he's going to 
pack in so many quick ones. I'll go over eight. If you know the weekend, and I this is a Twitter joke I was going to make, and then I just forgot about doing it. But uh, when they announced him, I was like super excited at first, and then I, I spent the next week like, this isn't gonna go well. Like, what parts of the weekend songs can you play at a halftime show? Like, <laughs> when you're trying to figure out the parts that aren't talking about cocaine or prostitutes, strippers, like. There is a very select portion of his songs that will make it in. And when you're doing that, you have to go medley. And when you're doing medley, Weekend has a big enough catalog. He has enough enough bangers. Uh, I'm going to go over. I'm going to go over eight. They're going to pack in a, a little bit of a lot of songs into yeah. this halftime show. Uh, how many wardrobe changes for the weekend? Over, under 0.5, minus 380 for over, plus 240 for under. Mm-hmm. If he spent $7 million of his own money, he's going to change his wardrobe Where else would the money have gone? So it I'll say over. It, it won't pay out well, but give me the over. <laughs> yeah, I'll go over as well. Yeah, I'm going to go over. Uh, I think he might change what his face looks like multiple <laughs> times before this is over. He, he, like The question is, how many times does he take off and put back on the prosthetic uh mask he had in the in the latest video uh will there be a wardrobe malfunction once again i don't know what that means we're just skipping that one i think that's a cheat code uh what will be the first song played during the super bowl 55 halftime show you just want to make guesses or you want me to run down the list with the odds i'll just guess i i can't feel my face i think it starts with that and then does it medley i bet it starts with blinded by the lights is most popular well, is it the most popular or just the most recent? I think it's the most popular. You hear it all the time on the it, Pepsi it commercial. Huge, it was huge in 2020, but it is recent. Yeah, it's big, though. Because I, I See, it's hard for me to tell. I don't know what level. I don't know when most Americans started just fully listening to The weekend. Obviously, he's been popular and an uh, award-winning artist, and actually now that he's at his most popular, they didn't even uh, you know, uh, select him for a Grammy nomination. But uh, that upset him a little bit. But, like, I'm trying to think of when people were listening. Because in my mind, I feel like Starboy or Can't Feel My Face are the more popular songs, like, long-term. But obviously, if you're going most popular, like, it's a recency bias for Blinding Lights. Uh, And if it's, I don't know, if if it's part of the preview for the show, if that's the commercial and everything else, I think that one you save. I think you put it towards the end of the, the medley. Uh, I think you would start with either. I, I I'm gonna go the hills. Um, you, you know what? No, actually, I love money. I'm gonna go in the night. In the night uh, on this list is actually the bottom one. It's plus uh, forty five hundred, and I feel like that's a good one. That like was in my first like. You can't play any of that song, uh, or but that one's actually you can play it. Most people don't realize the content of the song, and uh, I think it's like midway through like people listening that you know some old folks that don't even listen to the weekend they have no idea who this guy is on stage uh in the night's gonna get started and they're gonna be like oh that's pretty good what is he talking about oh they're gonna have the hank hill like oh but uh i'm gonna go 4500 i'll take it man uh as reference uh starboy was the top one uh plus 350 uh blinding lights 400 and then can't feel my face uh plus uh 425 and then it's, uh, you know, in descending order, In Your Eyes, Save Your Tears, The Hills is plus 850, which I almost took, 
and then Heartless, Too Late, I Feel It Coming, and then, yeah, In the Nights, the, the, the bottom one on this list. That Yep, yeah, I'll take the long shot. That's fine for me. What will be the last song played during the Super Bowl halftime show? This might be a smart bet for Justin to just pick Blinding Lights again and just, like, <laughs> cover both your bases. Uh, I might as well because I don't know. You don't know or... another one? You don't know another no. weekend song? You're going to be the one doing the Hank Hill voice. That's awesome. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm going to go, I think save your tears. I think blinding lights is kind of probably in the middle is where it'll end up being. And then, uh, save your tears, uh, that being actually the most recent, but I don't think it's fully caught on yet. Uh, other than people just talking about the weird prosthetic face. I don't think a lot of people have been listening to it as much because it's not, I find it just as catchy, but it's not as upbeat as blinding lights. So, uh. Yeah, I feel like that's a good closer. And I feel like The weekend. normally you wouldn't go sad song, but The weekend does whatever he wants. I think he goes Save Your Tears as the final one. Justin, uh, we'll just leave you on Blinding Lights. That's where you're at. Colin, what do you what do you, what do you got in this one? I, I know he's going to play Starboy, so I'm just going to guess he'll play it last and maybe shoot himself into the stars. I know he has something crazy planned, so there's my guess to finish with Starboy. <laughs> and that's a plus 1,400, so you might make some money, my friend. Uh, will Bella Hadid be shown during the Super Bowl five halftime show being uh, the weekend's ex? So that's kind of rude, right? Seems unlikely. I think it's highly likely. I got a yes at plus 600. I'll take it. <laughs> Justin, you got any opinions on this? Uh, not really. <laughs> We're just saying foreign words to you right now, aren't we? Don't worry, it gets confusing for me too. The next one I do know, but I don't care, is uh, will Ariana Grande be on stage? Uh, I'll just go with a uh, no because I've not heard anything and it could be four other different uh, top acts and it's a uh, minus 530 for uh, for no on that one. So I'll take no. And then Doja Cat, what the hell is this? How, how old am I? <laughs> you don't know Doja Cat? I don't know who that is. I barely figured out what Bad Bunny was uh, as he showed up at Royal Rumble to sing a new song that's called Booker T after superstar Booker T. I was excited, but I still was like, I don't know who this is. I'm old. I haven't figured this out. Will Drake be on stage? Uh, yes is plus 400. No is minus 700. I think he's going to bring someone. I, I, don't, I haven't heard. I, I'm guessing they'll try to keep it under wraps. I don't know who it's going to be, though. My guess would be not Drake. But then again, I don't have a good guess of who it might be. But someone at some point during his 12 minutes or whatever he gets, someone's going to come out on stage. All right, so maybe this is a better one since we don't really have a great idea and these are just ridiculous bets. We got a few options on here. We got Ariana Grande, Doja Cat. We got Drake. We got somehow the best odds of this group. Uh, or I, I guess Ariana Grande is the, the best odds, but second best odds. Kenny G. Uh, of those four, who do you want to th- put your money down on? Justin, you do have to pick one here. Uh, who, yeah. who do you got for most likely to be on stage? Uh, I'll probably go probably Drake, probably. All right. Give me do- give me Doja Cat. I'm going to go Kenny G. This is exciting. Uh, will the weekend mention Joe Biden during the – no, get out of here. Will <laughs> weekend mention Donald Trump? No, get out of here. Will a football be used as a prop? Don't care. Will the weekend mention Canada? I do care. Uh, I'm gonna go yes for no reason. I don't. It's not in a song. Uh, I most people don't know he's from Canada, so apparently he doesn't say it nearly enough. 
Uh, I'll go yes, just for fun. Yeah, why not? Yeah, I say no. Yeah, give me yes for fun too. I guess I don't know. Exotic props. We got the the Gatorade again. We got who will the Super Bowl MVP mention first in his speech? You guys ever want to go off the short list of uh, good answers? Uh, that that's always a good one. I'm going to say on this one. I'm going to guess. I'm going to say team. Yeah, I'm going to go with Mahomes winning the MVP and mention mentioning the team. Yeah. Uh, whew. I might go. I might go family on this one because if it's Patrick Mahomes, it might be the wife, the kid. That's fair. Generally, it's team. That one's a minus 150, so it's the only one without uh, some plus odds. God is next, but I don't think – I'm trying to think back. Like, Patrick Mahomes says God, but that's not normally the first thing on the tip of his tongue. Uh, Tom Brady, I think he says it. Honestly, I've never listened to Tom Brady say words. Uh, I just don't care. Um, yeah. City, coach, owner, does not mention any of the above. Not really good odds, yeah. I'll, I'll probably go family on this one just to get a little bit of a long shot bet. It's plus 550 for family. Um, who will, will a fan run onto the field during a game? I'll go yes. That's got to be a good payout for yes. Plus 700, not very good. Uh, no oh, is no. minus 1,600. Okay. <laughs> you know, for fun, I'll probably say yes, and we'll probably get another Kevin Harlan highlight where he'll make a call. Do you, you know what I'm talking about? I remember a couple years ago, Rams, 49ers. That was great. He's at the 50. He's at the 40. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. Yeah, I don't, I don't think the plus 700 is nearly enough. And it's also not like this is this is like don't bet it, you know, because the, the minus 1600 isn't worth it, uh, whatever you put down to, to get back. So, uh, yeah, that, that's just a bad bet there. Will any player propose to a girlfriend on the field? Don't care. Won't happen. What will happen to the price of Bitcoin during the Super Bowl? Uh, I've got a plus uh, 110 for it goes down, so I'll take it goes down. Justin, what do you think about Bitcoin? Uh, I really have no opinion on that. So, Colin, what do you think about Bitcoin? I no. think it goes up. Maybe there's a commercial that's not a Bitcoin commercial, but it's a stock commercial. And so all of a sudden people are like, oh, let me choose one. And they go Bitcoin. We went through a lot of sports bets. We went through a lot of analysis. We did a lot of stuff, but somehow we get to will the price of Bitcoin goes up and this will become our filet fish bet of the week. I'm willing to bet two filet of fish. And we, like this is the odds should be in my favor. You know what? We're going to even. We're going to even. Two filet of fish. Bitcoin goes down during the Super Bowl. Let me double check the, the rules here. So, what will happen to the price of Bitcoin during price of Bitcoin goes down? It's not, it says during. So we're going to go from start. What is the starting point we want to check the price of Bitcoin? We're going to go the beginning of the national anthem, uh, the, you know, a, a minute in, or two minutes before it ends because it will go over two minutes. Uh, is that the, the moment that we consider the start of the Super Bowl or what do we want to go with? I like national anthem. When they start singing, oh, say, can you see? Let's do it. Okay. And so the final moment is the, the minute they say zero on the clock? Yep. All right. So – we will double check that. And that is our flay of fish bet. Oh, the week. Uh, will any player be ejected for throwing a punch or fighting? I think Ooh. after the bills, you got to think it's less likely now, right? You can't, right. you can't double up on that. Oh yeah. I remember the Dominican Sue. 
We'll we'll get it. We'll get a personal foul or two. I don't think we'll get an ejection. Yeah, it's like you keep talking like Sue has been kicked out of every game he's been in. He's finished most of his games, Justin. Uh, will either uh, kicker hit the upright or crossbar? This is actually one of the best new bets. Uh, that is a is a damn good time. So this one is hit the upright or crossbar on a missed field goal or extra point. So not just uh, the 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 upright. Getting that crossbar in there, I think, is really helpful. Uh, I'm gonna go yes. It's a plus three fifteen. Make decent money, and it's not that crazy of an idea. Yeah, I already think it's gonna be a missed extra point. So even better if it hits off the upright, I can double dip. So give me yes. I'll go with yes too. Yeah, I think it's going to be yes, and it's going to go in, and nobody's going to miss a kick. So Colin's going to look extra stupid. It's going to be fun. <laughs> uh, what will happen first uh, in the game, sack or touchdown? Touchdown. Touchdown. Uh, uh, sack is plus 105, and it can happen very fast when a touchdown can take time, particularly talked about slow first quarters. I'll take the sack. Uh, how many times will the chains be used? From- no, shut up. What position will the I, – I got to start, like, reading it in my head before I read it out loud, but I can't in this format. Uh, what position will the MVP play? Obviously, I think we're all at quarterback, but let's skip. Next one. We got wide receiver plus 500, tight end plus 950, running back plus 1,000, any defensive position plus 650. So that's a that's a field argument that's a decent odds. Not, not as great as the other ones, but gives you a lot of positions. Kicker plus 5,000. So this is if... If quarterback does not win the MVP. Yeah, so we're not going to pick quarterback. Obviously, if Patrick Mahomes <laughs> wins, it doesn't matter. But we're going to try to do it as if it was somebody else, who would it be? And based on those odds, uh, where do you want to land on that? I'll go tight end. I'll go with uh, Kelsey. And 950, once again, not bad. Not bad. Uh, Colin, who you got? Yeah, give me defense. Maybe someone gets mm. an interception return for a pick six and a forced fumble or something. Yeah, I feel like the best value is strangely running back because, like I mentioned, with like the idea of like Leonard Fournette getting it, so you could have between you know two or three guys on each team, one of them shells out uh, to get plus a thousand. But it is also like the wrong game for that to happen. You know, I just don't think this would be the one. I think any other year, I love the running back getting lower odds where not a lot of games anymore where the running back is going to be a guy doing enough to, to get that, but you win a lot of money. If it does happen, wide receiver is probably, I, I wish it, the odds were a little better, uh, but at plus 500, you get a lot of guys who could potentially be the one who shells out. Uh, so wide receiver is, is pretty solid. Get kicker off the list. Uh, f- even for plus 5,000, that's just, that's just nonsense. I don't even want to root for that to happen. I don't want to throw down a dollar hoping to win 5,000. This is awful. Never want a kicker to win an MVP, Super Bowl MVP again. Get out of here. You'd be the first well, one to be the first one to do it, wouldn't it? Because I don't. There's never been a kicker that's won the MVP. Won, he won the first one. Brady didn't. He, didn't Vinatieri steal one of the MVPs from from Brady? I don't I think so. I think the only two. I think of the six Patriots Super Bowl wins, Brady has four MVPs. Julian Edelman has one, and Dion Branch has one. That might be right. Yeah, I remember Deion Branch. That was 2004 against yeah. the Eagles. I remember Deion Branch. I don't think there would have been a huge argument, though, if Vinatieri would have won it, to be honest. Well, true. I mean, he's one of the most most clutch kickers of all time. He's, he's had some clutch game winners, and they weren't 20-yard field goals either. They were oh, 40, they were, they were 40, almost 50 yards, yeah. 
Yeah, I'm trying to Google it, but apparently it either didn't happen or Google's just really bad at figuring these things out. I think the shortest one he ever had was in that divisional game against the Raiders, of course, known as the, the tuck rule game, unfortunately. And it was like 23 or something like that. To, um, but to tie the, tie the game, I think, to force overtime. Yeah, so it would be the first. The only strange ones that stand out is uh, kick return, Desmond Howard for Green Bay uh, back in the mid-'90s. 96. Uh, so as I'm rolling back, yeah, no, it's just a lot of QBs, running backs, few defensive ends. We did get the uh, the ultimate answer from Justin that I, I've tried to rip apart. And now uh, we have a dual MVP, and even worse, it's two defensive linemen on Dallas uh, oh, back in right. Super Bowl twelve. Harvey Martin and Randy White uh, right. led Forgot Dallas defense to force eight turnovers. Garbage. They also they can't be the same position. You can't even be the most valuable player if you are split between who's the best at your position on your team of two teams in a game. Get out of here. That especially is the worst thing. Especially if you lose a game too. That's a disgrace. Forgot about Don't that. do that. Mm. awful 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 uh i think we've run out of steam on this uh i've knocked out as many of the things is there any other super bowl things we want to hit before we just go and start our three-day uh <laughs> celebration of the chiefs going back to the super bowl once again after one of the final score prediction uh for the game we can see who who can get the closest on that all right who wants to start um I guess I'll go first. Um, I'll go Kansas City, uh, 38, Tampa Bay, 30. I like that. I'm kind of in the 30s as well. I'll take Chiefs 35, Buccaneers 33. Mm, really close, really tight. I'm going to go Chiefs 43, Buccaneers 35. That's where I'm at right now. I like fancy scores that don't have a real great way to get there. Uh, I need my so, safety to happen. <laughs> all three of us, we got the over and under pretty much going way over, pretty much. Yep. yep. So that's that's our picks for this one. Obviously, uh, I, I'm i super excited uh, about the game. In terms of all the stuff we talked about, we hit so many of the points before we ever got to this podcast. So, uh, in terms of the game breakdown, I bet you can find some, uh, you know, NFL film guys that are much better at breaking down the specifics. I do know that in this case, uh, it's going to be a hell of a matchup. Uh, just built-in storylines, obviously, with Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady. But the actual action, uh, you know, the, the the Chiefs have found a way to win so many games. They have been pretty much unstoppable Patrick Mahomes. Tom Brady has been unstoppable pretty much uh, in the playoffs. Uh, the Buccaneers are an all-star team, uh, you know, just and we didn't get into the specifics even of the wide receivers of, uh, you know, I know that's been an argument of who's got the better uh, receiving threats. And the the truth is both of these teams are stacked. They got guys who don't get nearly enough catches uh, that are on these teams that it could be the breakout player of the game. So going in, I all I know is I'm expecting a really great game. That might not happen because you get some of those sometimes, but I doubt it. There is so much uh, intrigue into th this matchup 
And in terms of what's going to happen, there's a lot of scenarios. The only scenario I find unlikely is that a boring Super Bowl will happen. This is not going to be Pat's Rams. Uh, so that's that's my only hope going in. Otherwise, uh, I'm I'm expecting a lot of things to surprise the hell out of me, and it should it should be fun. So that's that's all we have for this episode. I want to thank uh, Justin Collin for coming on and talking with me today. Uh, that's all we have for this episode of Too Many Points on Tell Me More podcast. Later, folks. Thank you.